gonna do us some theme music really quick. Welcome to the Out Loud and Awkward Podcast, where one grown man sits in his basement and talks about everything he loves. I'm your host, Richard. And before I introduce my co-host, or my co-host, my special guest, I'd like to ask you one question. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> I'm joking. Good Christian, question. Christian is here with us tonight Yo. as a special guest, not a co-host eh. <laughs> anymore. He is now a special guest. He has been demoted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what have you been up to this week? What have you been watching, reading, this, that, and the other? Well, I went back to Freddy's Nightmares, and I watched all the episodes really. I tried to get through the whole show. Dude, I couldn't. (laughs) So I was like, like, I'm going to watch the episodes that directly tie into the storyline of the movies, and then the rest can just remain a mystery. There you go. That's how you had to do it. I mean, it was good for what it was, but... I couldn't sit through 44 hour long episodes oh, of it. Yeah, I didn't know they were that long. <laughs> and I have been watching History of Horror. I think it was on AMC. I'm halfway through season two, I think. Yeah. It's really good. It's just different people. For some reason, Jack Black always shows up. But it's like, so like the first episode is zombies. So a bunch of horror people show up and talk about zombies. There was a vampire one, I think. I don't think I've gotten to that one yet. I've seen the witch one. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, it, it's basically just same style as anything else, but it, it's cool. It's seeing everybody talk about it and kind of bring different perspectives. So, it normally has, like, just special guests yeah. on there. Like so, like, Stephen King's... I think Stephen King's been in every episode I've seen. Quentin Tarantino's oh. been in it. Just random people that's pretty interesting honestly yeah i mean i guess they all kind of are related to horror yeah but you don't think of them as really no no because like jack black's been in horror movies but you don't think of him as like a what horror movie has he been i can't even think of one that he's in he was in one of the know what you did last summers was he in the second one or maybe it was the second or the third i can't remember but yeah now that you say it i remember that he was in that one that's what i'm saying and quentin tarantino obviously did that proof and wrote from dust till dawn that's so, crazy. like, they all relate to horror, but you don't think of them as horror people. But I think that makes it interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right. What else have you been doing? Anything else? Uh, I started this. It's I, Well, it's probably not that new now, but yeah. it's a Yu-Gi-Oh manga. But it's set in the real world. There's all the supernatural stuff's cut, and it's not, like, a marketing tool just for the cards. So they play, like, like how professionals would actually do it. Yeah. So it's been pretty interesting. It's nice to deviate because the anime manga is so like far off from the original series now. Yeah, because didn't it originally start out as kind of like a poker? Kind of, or it was all sorts of thing? games. It was all yeah. sorts of games. But then like the Yu-Gi-Oh card game was depicted, and yes. then people were like, "Yes, focus on this." But even then, it's so different from even that version. Sorry about the dog interruption. Mm. What were you saying? Uh, the stories. Because, like, now it's Rush Duels, which is a way different version. So it's nice that they kind of... Because I think fans have always kind of wanted, like, a series where they play, like, how you would really play in the modern day. Yeah. Not just... Because, obviously, in the show, you got to slow things down. And a lot of cards are kind of, like, fluff just Mm. to mark it. But in this series, you don't have to do that. 
So gotcha. it's been kind of cool. That's pretty interesting. Because <clears throat> it's like not overly exaggerated. Yeah, like and there's no supernatural as... like. Which I mean, I do love the original series for all that stuff, but it's nice to have something that's not 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 that. Gotcha. <clears throat> you got anything else or? No, nah, I think that's about it. All right. Well, I know for me, I mean, uh, I've still been watching like the Evil Dead series. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, Formula One started back up again, so I've been watching those races, which is no, no, yes, no, yes, no. yes, yes. Of course, they're on break this week, so there's no race this week. Uh, they've only had really one race. <clears throat> uh, other than that, I've been. I watched the Drive to Survive series, which is, again, a Formula One thing, but it's on Netflix. Mm. It basically covers, like, everything that happened over the course of last season going into this one. It's very dramatic, but Mm. I enjoy it because it's kind of funny, and, like, I get reminded of things that happened last season. Um, Mm. Still been watching The Bad Batch, and I will say the last two episodes that they've had of The Bad Batch um, that I've currently watched have been a lot better than (laughs) anything before it. Mm. Like, they've it's it's getting better, but it's it falls into the everything that Star Wars does, where it just feels like everything's slow and not a lot is happening, and then eventually the stuff happens and it's cool, mm-hmm. but then it drops back down in quality a little bit. Uh, and I've been watching the Mandalorian, of course. <clears throat> right now, with recording, there's been two episodes that come out, and by the time this episode comes out, there will be a third one. And the first two episodes of that have been really good, but again, Star Wars, it, it's no. kind of slow. <laughs> it's kind of slow, but I still enjoy it. No matter what, I just, it, really, I enjoy the lore that, like, all of these shows kind of provide. Because with The Bad Batch, it kind of provides lore on what happened to the clones after the Empire took over, because eventually, like, you know that the Empire hires regular people into their military because you get like Han Solo who was in that enlistment mm-hmm. and so like you start to see like why and like how they kind of got rid of the clones through this series and so that's what I like about this season of the Bad Batch is it follows like what happens what's like what the Empire is really doing to the clones and like how they just mm-hmm. Got rid of them without even a care in the world, honestly. And so it's kind of interesting to see that. And then right now with the Mandalorian series, <clears throat> we're kind of seeing more of a Mandalorian lore. Like, we learned about just recently uh, one of the Mandalorian crests, the, the skull that they have, like, everywhere. Uh, we learned what that uh, monster was really called and, like, some lore on it. And some other stuff happened in that episode, which was pretty awesome to me, so I thought that was cool. I know you don't care. You're sitting back like, ah, I could just stop talking about this already. How much longer until there's no mystery in Star Wars at all? I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's, they're always adding something new. Because Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau, they're always adding something new now. Hmm. And apparently they're adding more to what happens in the, the sequel series with Mando and Grogu, so... Eventually, we're going to get that, too. Mm-hmm. Don't know when, and I really don't want it, but we're going to eh. get it. Because if we can stay away from the sequels as long as we can, I'm okay with it. And I have no problem with the first two sequels. It's, it's that third one. The third one, it really just kind of falls down for me. Mm. I know it's, it's a very broad take, because a lot of people hate The Last Jedi, but I actually enjoyed it. Last Jedi is great. 
I know you love it. It's your favorite Star Wars movie, isn't it? True. <laughs> um, trying to think. I don't think there's really anything else. I mean, I've been watching South Park, but that's something that has 29 seasons. So it's <laughs> like I've watched it in the past. I'm basically just kind of rewatching it at my own will. Uh, towel, son of a bitch. Yeah, Andrew's a towel. Yeah, Andrew. <clears throat> uh, and then I've been watching or rewatching the whole Scream franchise in, uh, in hopes of of us doing this podcast episode, which we are doing right now. Your hopes came alive. And they came <laughs> true. So that that's an amazing thing. Uh, so do you want to go ahead and hop into the the meat of this episode now? The dick riding on my part, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we're, we're obviously we're talking about the Scream franchise, which is one of the most iconic slashers. Mm-hmm. Like the most consistent. Yeah, I'd it say. is pretty consistent too. Like there's there's now six. Well, there's six now because the six today, are, which I'm going today, to see yeah. after this. Boys. <coughs> yeah, uh, started back in 1996. Yes, and all of them besides these last two have been directed by Wes Craven. True. Because the fifth one and this one are not. And I know the fifth one was very much like a dedication to mm-hmm. Wes Craven. Because it was very much similar to kind of the first film. It was very much like the first film. A little bit different things yeah, here and there. Yeah. But it was pretty similar to the first one. Uh, so you want to start with, I guess, talking. I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit more the first movie. And then we can kind of dive into our favorite things about the second, third, fourth, and fifth one. And then... I guess what your thoughts are and what the sixth one's going to hold. We can do that yeah, if you want. Yeah. So, uh, and then I can listen back to this tomorrow and cringe at how wrong I was. Yeah, you can. Well, in a week. Well, next Wednesday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it won't come out tomorrow. I was like, I just said I'm going tonight. And yeah, then I, I realized what you meant. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the first Green movie came out in 1996. And it was, is it Wes Craven's, like, maybe movie. I don't even know how many movies he Dude, had released know, up to this point because he Bills had so have many. Eyes, Last House on the Left, Not Running on the Street, so Shocker, People in the Stairs. So I don't. Uh, and it, I mean, at the time, like, I guess at the time of it coming out, the people, the cast of this movie weren't like huge. I think mm-hmm. Courtney Cox was she in Friends at the time. I think only the first season. And so, like, because you had like Matthew Lillard, you had um, Skeet Ulrich. Yeah, I mean, you had, like, some of, like, these big names that eventually were big, big names, names, but at the time, yeah. like, they were not. Like, Courtney Cox was in it, obviously. Yeah. Um, Neve Campbell. I don't know if she really went on to do very much else besides Scream. I can't think what else <laughs> she's in. What <laughs> else A lot of in? men of culture and yeah. you know, something else she was in. Uh, <laughs> okay, I don't, uh. I don't know what this is now. Um, Levi... Uh, he was Wolverine's brother, I think, in one of the movies. One of the Wolverine. Lee Schreiber. Yeah, he was he was yeah, Wolverine's he brother, was, right? Yeah. He was Saber Tooth. Saber Tooth. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he some... was only in it. That's what's shocking, though, is he's kind of like a pinnacle character. But in the first one, he was in what, like five seconds? Yeah, because he just shows up in like a basically a news, news thing yeah. that he's like be, his trial is like going through like something I can't remember what it was but you see him getting into the back of a cop car and that yeah. was it um, <clears throat> but yeah no like 
And the characters in this movie. You just fall in love with all of them. Dude, still to this day. Like, the first movie is one, like, of those horror movies that you can just go back and rewatch constantly and enjoy it. Even though you know what happens, like, and you know who the killer is. You st- or killers, I should say. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very interesting to, like, go back through and watch it and you see kind of these, like, little things that obviously, like, peek out to you and you're like... Yeah. They're a little sussy it's to tell. Yeah. And it's so enjoyable. And, like, the characters are... Uh, Dewey is just this... He starts out, obviously, I guess, this very dopey <laughs> deputy. Like, he's very deputy-ish. Um, and he had Sidney Prescott, who was in love with Billy. Uh, and then you had Gail Weathers, the news reporter played by Courtney Cox. And it's just... These different characters that really came together, and you just fall in love with them. Like mm, no matter, yeah. no matter what. Like, like I, I said, still, there's yeah, still some like, of my favorite characters in just fiction. And of course, like most of them now are gone. Oh, I forgot to say, Drew Barrymore was in this movie because she's at the very beginning of the movie. True. She's the first. She's not the first person who gets killed by Ghostface. No, that's her boyfriend. Remember. Yeah, his boyfriend. What was his name? Stu, I think. No, it wasn't Stu. No, Stu's the killer. Yeah. Dude, I don't know, man. Steve. Steve. I have it pulled up right here. So I knew I it was a generic S name. Yeah, his so name I was just Steve. Stu. <laughs> but yeah, like he he was the first one to get killed by Ghostface, like in yeah. any of them. Which is kind of <laughs> crazy now. Yeah, to think about it. <clears throat> but, but Drew Barrymore was the second person to get killed. She yeah. was like the first, like, you actually see him hunt her down, and he's like the first person she calls. Mm-hmm. And... Who is this? Well, who is this? Who am I talking to? That whole like sequence of like yeah, this confusion oh my God, on his part. It's so good. It is so amazing to watch. And I think one of the my favorite things about Ghostface is just how <laughs> I'm trying to think of the words to say. He's clumsy. He, he gets his ass kicked a lot. All the time. Which is like, nice. Gets like a chair thrown at him. Yeah. Gets like kicked downstairs and he just gets back up. Like he's like not like this weird superhuman freak. Yeah, which but, is always good. Like that's always fun, but that's why it makes it so fun that Ghostface yeah. is just a little bitch kind of. <laughs> he just like gets kicked around and then gets back up and then like causes like all of these murders. Yeah. Um, And of course like Throughout most of them, I think there's only one where there's just one ghost face. But in all of them, yeah, I guess so far. We don't know about this new one. Uh, But most of them, I've always had two killers. Like, there have always been, like, two. Um, But it's just, I love this movie. And, like, going back through and rewatching it, I Mm. still loved it. Yes. Stu, or Matthew Lillard playing Stu, he was... Absolutely psychotic. So crazy, bro. And doesn't even try to be nuanced. He just, no. Which is good. Sometimes it's good to just... And that's this this whole movie is just like, fuck the rules. Let him be crazy. Let the other guy be fucking emo. <laughs> yes. And the other thing I love about these movies is it's so, like, meta in, mm-hmm. like, the horror concept of the... You never say you're going to be right back. You're just going to end up dead. Like, mm-hmm. it follows, like, all the, like, tropes that a horror movie does. But it does it in, like, a new kind of way that is so interesting. Because, like, you see it coming. Yeah. But it's so, like, you just focus in on it. And, like, you just stay connected to what's going on throughout most of the movie. And the, 
Roger L. Jackson, who is the voice of Ghostface. Yes, he is so good. Iconic. Like, you will never be able to replace him. I don't Oh, obviously, they'll probably do eventual. No, 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 no. I say if he is passed, just let it go. Just let it go? If him and Wes are both gone. I feel like they would would still try to with, like, some kind of weird back audio recording. What I bet what they would do, and it would be so cringe, is just to bring back the voice filter from the third movie that can do anybody's voice apparently oh my god yes that's probably what they would default to but oh, I really no, for just, sure and those two pinnacles because even kevin williamson wasn't there for every movie yeah I'm not saying that obviously be a big blow if he passed away as well but i feel like if you're already losing that many people yeah it's, you might as well just let it go and i think the i mean i agree that most of these movies they are very like they hold true to like what the one did before it, mm-hmm. and I love that. I know I'll get into it more, but the the fact that they had like their own movies inside of these movies, the staff that, movies. yes, <laughs> and I just loved it. And like they had, and like then those movies had their own, like the stab movies had their own big famous people in the stab yeah. movies, and I loved Luke it. Wilson, yeah. Vaughn, David <laughs> it Schwimmer. was it was so amazing, and like it was just, the first one is just so meta and like crazy and everything that happens um and is going on is just insane but we get we end up meaning our like i guess she's not really a protagonist i guess she is just the main character she's like the main character of the story which is sydney prescott sounds like a protagonist <laughs> well yeah i guess that's true <laughs> but she doesn't really oh, i guess she does end up <laughs> killing the the bad guy at the end of this. So I guess she is a protagonist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we get introduced to Sydney Prescott and yeah, turns out her mom was this big whore throughout town. And it's just mm. like the allegedly. way that it, alleged. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so many different things that have come back to Sydney Prescott. Yeah. Um, but we, we get introduced to her, and then, like, immediately after, we get introduced to uh, Billy Loomis, who is going to end up being one of the ghost face killers. And I think from the beginning, like, he had this crazy eye about him. Like, yeah, you but get, that almost makes like, him too mm. obvious, you know? Because, like, it's... it's I think... Because when we first meet him, it was just after Ghostface had killed uh, Drew Barrymore... And Steve. Yeah, because they're all sent at the fountain. Yeah, and he, like, crawls into Sidney Prescott's window just after these killings had happened or sometime Oh, yeah, after. yeah, I forgot about that And before. so you're kind of like, cool. hmm, this is weird that he just showed up here. And yeah. Like, the killings happened not too far down the road or anything like that. And then he had the phone on him. And so that makes her think that he is the killer. But then I feel like it does that in such a way that it's like, it's too obvious. Yeah. He's not the killer. That's too obvious. Brandy even says that. He's like, obviously he's the killer. So you're like, I see where this movie's taking me. Yeah. It's trying to make you think that. And Mm. then, and that's one of the things I love about the screen movies is that it plays back on so many horror tropes. Yeah. It's like, it has to be this person. But then it makes you think. Well, if it has to be that person, then why would they do it? Like, yeah. why would why would Wes Craven pull that and make it that person? Um, but you know, we because uh, so many of these killings start happening, and so many of these characters that you end up falling in love with, like Dewey, who gets yeah. involved with all of this, and 
You get that weird Dewey. I'm not gonna lie, the first movie, the Dewey Gail Weathers like love thing, felt weird to me. At least a little bit, not totally. Why? I don't know. It just felt like they didn't really have a connection, but it was being forced. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. It just didn't feel like there was a real connection. Now the second one, there actually felt like there was some kind of a connection because they obviously had that back. Yeah. Like. From the first one. Well, they were setting up the connection. They were setting it up, I guess. But it just felt weird and kind of forced because she was like, or he goes, I'm 25 or something like that. And she goes, oh, my normal demographic is men from aging like 18 to 24. So he like just fell outside of Hmm. her demographic of like falling in love with her or something. And then he goes, well, I was 24 at one time. (laughs) And I was like, Hmm. that feels weird, but I'm okay with it. Especially because eventually, like, we do get their nice romance in, yeah. like, later movies. And I kind of like that. Uh, and I remember Dewey. Oh, I'm just going to talk about Dewey really quick. Mm-hmm. I loved his character. He was Dewey's one of great. my favorite characters. Dewey is so good. And obviously we'll get into it in the fifth movie. And I remember, because uh, I would watch the first and second one, and I went, Dewey is literally just Kenny from South Park. Because he almost dies, and then lives somehow magically and then comes back like he got stabbed in the back i think he should have been paralyzed but he just kind of came out with a limp yeah i was like i just have a limp from being stabbed in the back and i think because wes craven had said something about it and he was like well it's because he loved dewey so much in writing him Mm. that he was like well i don't want to kill off this character fully so i'm just gonna make it look like he dies and if the if the viewers also fall in love with Dewey, I'll just write him back in (laughs) as if he didn't actually die. But if they don't like him, then he's dead. And so I thought that was really interesting that that's kind of how he wrote around Mm -hmm. Dewey is that he loved Dewey so much that he was like, well, I want to keep Dewey in (laughs) if I can. Um, But no, the first movie, just the shooting, the way that it was shot, the... Obviously, really good the, angles. the ghost face mask is like so unexpressive. Yeah, it's very it's much like Michael Myers because like it's just a mask, so mm-hmm. you don't know what the killer's like face is looking like underneath it. Yeah, kind of like Michael Myers, and so it's like, <clears throat> oh my god, like this is kind of creepy. And I know my sister. I don't know if she's still terrified of the Scream movies, but the, she used to hate the Scream movies mm-hmm. because she had walked in. I think we were at like a family event and it was like late and we were like having like a sleepover somewhere and she got up in the middle of the night and the parents were like in the room watching the original 1996 Scream and she had gotten up and walked in the living room and saw like Ghostface killing somebody and it freaked her out. And I don't know if she's still terrified of the Scream movies or not, but I knew there for a little bit she refused to even try to watch any of the Scream movies because it scared her that much when she was a kid. Mm. And I was like, okay, I get that. And so, like, I don't know. I just, I love these movies, uh, or this one in particular. It was the one that came on, like, the most on TV. It was the one that I constantly would rewatch. And I think the cast was great in it. I think... Like Matthew Lillard as Stu, the weird psycho co-killer, really. Yeah. Who, like, it's so funny, like, I'm going to go ahead and jump to near the end of the movie, like, where they come out and they're like, 
Uh, and like they do, like they pull the like radio up and they say, "I'm the killer." Like, mm-hmm. ah, you thought you thought that I wasn't. And then they go to stab each other. Yeah. And, and Billy stabs Stu. He gets too into deep. it, man. Oh my god! And like when he's stabbed and like he's sitting there, and he's like picking. Up, he like constantly just keeps picking up and putting down the phone. Mm-hmm. And he's like bloody, like all over. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm just gonna. What is my mom gonna think? I don't. I don't know what I'm gonna tell mm-hmm. my mom. And he like starts freaking out and like holds the phone and starts beating his head with it. And it's like going absolutely off the rails. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I'm just gonna tell the cops that I was peer pressured into this. That it. I didn't. I didn't commit any of these. I was just peer pressured by Billy to do all of this. And he's, like, crying. He would, like, go from crying to, like, laughing because he's thinking that, like, they got away with it. Back to crying. And I was like, this is creepy. Like, this is honestly terrifying. Like, it was scarier, I think, to see them after they unmasked themselves. And, like, just how absolutely insane Billy and Stu were. Dude, the series, the one, one of the few things... Is they have been fighting for their damn life to replicate any of the magic of Billy and Stu. Oh my god. And they have not succeeded. Yes. And I know with the fifth one, because we get like a character who is. The fifth is the best after the first, as far as killers go. Yeah, you know, I honestly have to agree (laughs) because they were pretty psychotic in that fifth one. And we'll get into it, but I mean, just overall, my thoughts of the first one is it's. It's obviously, I think, the best out of the franchise. Mm-hmm. I don't think that really... I mean, that's how it kind of goes with most horror movies is that the first one is always, like, the best one because you get... Unless you're Friday the 13th. Well, yeah, unless you're Friday the 13th. <sighs> Who's the killer in Friday the 13th? Dude, I don't know. Don't say Jason because you're going to die. If you Andrew get it right... If you If you get it right, <laughs> you're going to die. Don't hang up on me, you stupid... <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I don't know, just... Overall, like when he would like call somebody because that's how they all kind of start out. Yeah, the first killing is he calls somebody and he, you, I'm trying to think how to explain it, but like he doesn't go full like ghost face voice until they hang up on him like once or twice, and then he just gets pissed, and then he goes like full crazy, and so it's like what would he like what would happen if you just stayed on the phone with him. Hmm. Well, I think they. I think that happens in the fifth one. Maybe I can't remember. Um, but no, it, the starting from like start to finish of this first movie, it's just a classic. And obviously, the killers for this first one, I think it's so hard to recreate that because mm-hmm. they had this weird bond. They've been trying for thirty years. Oh, God, yes, they have. And and like I, I agree with you. The fifth one, I think kind of had that but it's like most of the time when they recreate it it's always that like it's these two random people who met on this blog yeah and so it's like it feels like they don't have as much of a connection like the first one because like the first one like it was billy and Stu, like they were best friends Mm -hmm. and so like it was kind of hard to picture them as like the killers like especially from the beginning Mm -hmm. like you pick up on them after you watch it but it's like there's no way Stu's the killer until, like, you start noticing that he's, like, gone when certain things are happening, and you're like, wait a minute. 
but you always feel like you're being pushed in a way. Yeah, so you, try you to feel fight, like you, on instinct. You just want to fight back and be like, no, I know where you're trying to take me. Because I know like the first time. No, oh, I can't remember the first time I watched this. But like when you kind of watch through it, you're in your head. You feel like maybe Dewey's the killer. Because, like, he's just acting like he's this stupid idiot, well, but really, like, he's, like, this mastermind. Scary movie thoughts, though. I, yeah, <laughs> I remember that they did that. Yeah. Um, but, like, you just, like, have all these thoughts, and you're like, who is the killer? And, like, it's kind of hard to pick up on it the first time going through, but then after you watch it the one time, you can kind of start picking up on little things. You're like, oh, I can see how this person's now the killer. And hmm. you're like, oh, shit. But... No, I love the first one, and I think... I don't know if you have any other thoughts that you want to talk about the first one. Oh, another thing. I didn't realize uh, until watching it again. Um, what is his name? From Barry? What's the principal in the first movie? Uh, and he's the Fonz. Maybe. He's the... In Barry, he's yeah. the teacher. I know he's you're the, talking he's about. He's the I acting can't... teacher. I can't but remember. He's the principal in the first movie yeah. who puts on like the ghost face and then gets yeah. killed in his principal in the and office. He's the Fonz. Yeah, he is the Fonz. Um, but I didn't realize that he was in this movie either until I went through and watched. Like I totally Blasphemy. glossed over it. Blasphemy. Totally. I know. Apparently, he pops up in the fifth one too somewhere. But I don't. I don't. Just a statue of him. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I don't know if you have any more thoughts on the first one. I think it's. Obviously, a classic, and it follows. Uh, it definitely reinvented, and I think. Dude, it made its own genre. Oh, for sure. At that time, because no one like. I, I feel like I'm there wasn't really like a big slasher horror. It was dead, basically. Yeah, at that time. And, like I think it really reinvented it, and like with the modern, it was like reinvented it to fit more the modern horror era, like era of its mm-hmm. time. Where people knew all the tropes. And, like, it it was super funny. Yeah. It was very clever. Like, it made fun of other horror movies in Directly. itself. Yeah, and it was scary. Yeah. Like, it did so many things right that you loved it. And, <clears throat> like, I don't know, just the fact that, like, the ghost face. So iconic to, like, look at now. And, like, his, like, iconic just mm-hmm. knife. And I think what Craven did with this first one was definitely great and it was like a great self parody on what horror movies were yeah. in the past and like what slashers were and so but in a loving way yes in a loving way and like just the fact that he was able to play on itself mm-hmm. um, but going into the second one which I didn't like as nearly as much um, as the first one I do think I think in my in in my view, I think I'd like the first one. I feel like I would have to go first, fifth, fourth, third. What the? No, fuck? second then third because I don't like the third one nearly as much. I love. I actually really like the fourth one and like what the fourth one did. I'd say one, five, two, four, three. I, I can agree with that. See, the fourth and second one are kind of... They, they feel like the same to me. Obviously, they're very different. Mm-hmm. But, like, they felt a lot of the same to me <clears throat> in terms of what I enjoyed with it. Um, but getting into the second one, it takes place, what, a year later? Or maybe it's two years later after, like, the first killings in Woodsboro? 
Except know. this time it's taking place in Ohio. Oh, heavens. <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> you don't know what happens in Ohio. But uh, it takes place at the college in Ohio, yeah. and it follows Sydney Prescott again, and like they've moved up to college, and they're going to school there. She and Randy both went to the same college because he's a simp. Yes, <laughs> he is. He, he wants to get the girl. What are you talking about? Um, he? No. And then I think the second one, it also had some pretty big names in it. Of course, yeah. I mean, because you had like the stab movie version of these characters as well, who were pretty famous. Because you had Luke Williams who played Billy Loomis, Luke Wilson, Luke, Luke, yeah, Luke Wilson. And then who plays Drew Barrymore's character? She's a big name too, but I can never remember her name. Heather Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I have the list, so I was trying to like look and figure it out. And like it had Jaden Pinkett Smith. Which... <laughs> Whew. Dang. Slap sound. Yeah. <laughs> Slap sound. Um, but then, like, it pulls back, like, so many of those characters from the first one and brings them back and kind of writes them in in a better way than it did the first time. Because you have uh, the guy who played Cotton in the first mm-hmm. one. He actually comes back and has more of a role yeah, in this one. Yeah, he's an actual one. character. Like, he's an actual character in this one. and But it, it follows them as they go... They just survived the events of, like, the first Scream movie. Uh, and they feel like their nightmare is over or whatever. And then, <laughs> Come on now. There's six yeah. of these motherfuckers. Um, I know it's... I'm trying to read what all this... Because now we get a copycat killer. Or, yeah, I guess you would say a copycat killer in the school. Um, and it has uh, Timothy Oliphant. Mm-hmm. Who's... I think he's in... New Girl. I can't remember what else he's in. I know Justified. he's in. He's in some other things. That Santa I Clarita Diet is mainly yeah, what I know him that, from. Yeah, with Drew Barrymore. What? Yeah. Um. But like he's in it, and I think he does a really good job in this movie. Um. But obviously, it follows like a copycat killer following Sydney Prescott again. Uh-huh. Um. To her at college, and <clears throat> I can't remember how they explain that. Courtney Cox is at this call because he explains that Dewey came because he wanted to help protect Sydney. Bro, she wants a scoop. That's right. She just wants to follow the news. Yeah. Basically all she's and doing. she wrote the book about the first murder. So she's like, I should be here. Yeah, I should be here. I know what I know what's going on. And so she follows. Oh, she also comes with Cotton. Yeah. They want to do this interview. The with, interview. Yes. With uh, Sydney. Um, <clears throat> but like it. It follows Sydney as obviously she's getting chased down by the killer again. And I think this one, I didn't care too much for the killers. I am actually a Mrs. Loomis fan. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. I thought that I thought that was pretty cool. But again, like if this is the first time they did the whole found each other on a blog. Yeah. Because they, they end up meeting on this stab blog and or wanting these people wanting to become murderers or whatever because that's who timothy oliphant ends up he's he plays mikey yeah and he's this like i guess uh, quote unquote up and coming killer yeah well i kind of like, like wants to be a killer or something it was a good inversion i guess because Stu wanted to be caught but get away with it whereas he just wanted to get caught he didn't care well yeah because he wanted to or get Stu caught. didn't really want to get caught he no, was just like if i get, get caught, caught i have a way out i'll yeah. just save peer pressure but mickey wanted to get caught he was like i want to be known yeah because he wanted to get caught and then it 
blame it on the, movies. the stab movies yeah. and then he gets away with it because the stab movies forced him to do all these killings and then you had um uh Laura Metcalf was that how you pronounce her name yeah she's Jackie. uh Jackie yeah uh <laughs> from Roseanne uh she plays Mrs. Loomis who's yeah. actually at the beginning she's like is undercover as a reporter a news reporter yeah. trying to get information at the school for these killings. Which I realized on rewatch. Yeah, all the scenes that she shows up. Wait, never mind. I'm stupid. I was about... To, no, okay. I was going to say she never interacts with Gail. I was like, no, the whole point is she's always around she's Gail. She's always around She's Gail. never she's around with, Sydney yeah, is what I was thinking. Sydney. Because yeah. Sydney would have noticed that yeah, she yeah, was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mrs. Loomis so like the whole time she's actually that was like one good thing that I liked is that she never is seen like Sydney never fully yeah. sees her and so I think that was like a really interesting way to do that um and like I said I didn't have like a huge problem with the killers I just didn't it felt very much like they was making fun of kind of the first uh Friday the 13th yeah. where it was like yeah. Where the killer was then the first Friday the Thirteenth was um, Jason's mom, and this one it's Billy's mom because she wants to get revenge on Sydney for killing her son Loomis. Well, I kind of enjoy that's like a double twist because like who the killers are isn't really that crazy. I guess Mickey is a little bit, but it's kind of like oh these are the killers whatever. Yeah, but. The fact that it's Billy's mom is the true twist. Like that's the true like what? Because she never fuck? really cared if she got caught or not. She just wanted to take out Sydney, right? Yeah, I think. Well, I or think... she wanted to blame Cotton. She wanted to blame Cotton on the killings because he ended up showing up. So she was like, "Well, I'll just blame it on him." Yeah, but I think her original intention was to blame Mickey. I, I think. I can't remember anymore. I just watched it. And <laughs> I honestly can't remember. Yeah, I mean, I like the second one not nearly as much as the first one. And Same. I, think, I used to like it more. I think it's better than the third one. Like the third oh, one yeah, all out, of them are. The third one is so... And this is the first one that takes place outside of Woodsboro. And mm-hmm. from what I understand is there's been three in Woodsboro now, and then yeah, this, one, will, four and this five. will be three So it's in, three in, three out. Yeah, three in, now. three out now with the sixth one in yeah. New York. Which is honest. I like when it kind of steps out of Woodsboro because it kind of makes it feel like yeah a little bit bigger of a concept, and so and more people know about these killings than obviously just this small little yeah. Um, but you know, I like the second one. I like what it did. I like how it played off of itself, and I like how it carried over that story from the first one. Mm-hmm. It felt a little weird, but honestly, I enjoyed it. I didn't think the killings were as like original as. The first one. Mm-hmm. I feel like there wasn't as many like big killings. And then they tried playing off the whole like um it was Sydney's boyfriend again type of thing. Yeah, I enjoyed that though. Because like, for the, a second I honestly did. I was like, are they really doing this again? He's so anti Billy though, but also you have the precursor that the first one was the boyfriend that it I feel like that's a good I almost wonder what it would have been like if he was the killer, though. Especially because, like, it makes you think that because it was boyfriend and best friend, and then this one it was best friend and then like ex boyfriend's mom. But you may it makes <laughs> you think that it was going to be like best friend and boyfriend again. Well, it was originally supposed to be the roommate, Sydney's oh, roommate. Oh, really? But they it leaked online, and so then they changed it. Yeah, 
So I, they, they change it to Loomis' Mickey. mom or Mickey? Okay, to Mickey. Gotcha. Yeah. I kind of like that they made it Mickey and not the roommate, but yeah, I think it would have been pretty cool to have two female ghost face. I thought the, that would have been pretty interesting. The problem, though, is that Mickey is barely in this movie. He really is just barely in So it's in not it. even a twist at that point. It's kind of how I... And the yeah. reporter, Billy's mom, isn't really in this movie that much either. No, she just kind of shows up pretty much right after the killings happen and mm. to talk to Gail and to like get under Gail's skin. <clears throat> yeah. I don't. I, like I said, I did enjoy this one for what it did, but um, it just felt a lot like the same as the first one. It just didn't feel like the kills meant that much to me, and the ghost face yeah. killers, I just didn't care about as much. So. Okay, but one kill... Saddest kill until five for me was Randy's. I oh, loved Randy. Yes. Him getting like so on the sad. phone and like walking around. Yes, I can agree. It put I a pain agree. in my chest. Every time I watch it, it's a pain in chest. It's pain in chest. Um, and I love horror movie moments that take place in a movie theater. So obviously oh, yes. the opening is my shit. Because <laughs> he, he, he like is sitting next to her and then just starts stabbing. Because it's Jaden Pickett Smith is yeah. the one that gets killed in the movie theater. And no more Epps. Because he gets killed in the bathroom. Yeah. Ghostface puts his jacket on, goes back and then to the seat. Kills her. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say, I like that first killing, the opening mm-hmm. stat, or opening slash that it did. Um, a little bit more than what most of the other ones did. Because a lot of the other ones are very much the same, where it was, they run through a house to escape Ghostface. Whereas this one, it did something different. And I kind of like that. I like that yeah. it did something different on that one. I'd say the fourth one did something very different. Yeah, because the fourth <laughs> one was super meta, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. That, like, went above and beyond with it. Um, then you, So, I want to talk about the third one a little bit. Because the third one, I think it's the worst one out of all of Same. them. Just because... And, like... Oh, so are we done with two? Unless you want to say something else. You can say whatever you want. Uh, two points is one... By far, this is the peak of my crush on Courtney Cox. Far and away in this movie. (laughs) And also, I actually think this one, a lot of the kills were... Like, the scene where she's running through the soundstage area or whatever, and she's running from pillar to pillar. Yeah. And it's just following her, but you see the ghost face. Dude, that scene is so good. And the second one is when I messaged you and said that Dewey was basically just Kenny. Kenny, yeah, because he he gets gets stabbed up. Yeah, And it's all silent because she's in that, like, little soundstage area. Uh, and then crawling thing. over Ghostface. I oh, just I have to yes. throw that in, dude. That's such a when good scene. When she's stuck in the car, the car crash. Yes. Yeah, that was a pretty tense scene. That was the part where I was like, is this, is her roommate? Because I couldn't remember who the killers were in this one mm-hmm. exactly. I remembered who one of them was, but not the other one. And then in my head, I'm thinking, is that her roommate the killer in this one? Because in that moment, I'm thinking, how is she going to get out of this? Yeah. Without Ghostface waking up, unless she's also with Ghostface. And for a minute, I thought she was going to stab Sydney. Uh, but I want to actually go back and talk about a scene in the first one <laughs> where Ghostface stabs Billy, but yeah, you don't see fake. him stabbed. And yeah, because like, it's, it's from his back. Like, yeah. you see his back, you see his stab, and you see the Because that was like the moment that blood. I remember the first time watching, I was like, that's weird. Because normally you actually see Ghostface fully stab yeah. the people. Like, and that's the first one that you don't and actually see. And the shirt's see not even stab. really ripped. Yeah, at no. the stab. Point. And so, like, it's kind of interesting watching, rewatching it, and you catch those, like, little things where you're like, wait a minute. I see this now. Um, and also, okay, while we're on the first one for a second, I'm just going to toss in really quick that I fucking love. 
that Stu or Billy seemed so annoyed at all the movie references all the time. Oh my god! But as soon yes. as he's the killer, it's like something flips, and he and is he like likes the... right on it. Yes, it's like his evil can finally come out, which <laughs> means like, I like finally. scary movies now. <laughs> uh, but then going into the third one, uh, this is the second one that takes place outside of Woodsboro, uh, and it takes place uh, in Hollywood. Holly, Holly weird. Yeah, and it's where they're filming like the third stab movie. Because at this point, two other stab movies have come out, and they basically follow the first two movies more or less, and then this third one's coming out mm-hmm. uh, or being shot, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember because a killing happens, and Gail goes out there to like figure out what's going on. Because at the time, is Sydney living in Hollywood as well, or is she back in Woodsboro? I don't think either, right? She has that one house out and wherever living with her dad. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because Dewey's there already. And Sydney doesn't like, even show up to the, till the place end, for a while, yeah. Yeah, because Dewey's there already because he's helping with, like, giving yeah. him information for the stab movies. Yeah. And so, like, he's already there uh, helping. And then Gail shows up oh, after God. one of the Gail, games. no, the haircut. Please, no. Ooh. Yes. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Because um, he's, like, an advisor yeah. on there and is dating the lady who's playing Gail he's, I don't think he's dating her. I think he's just helping her out. And I think maybe there's a little something there. Or maybe a little compensating for him and Gail breaking up. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Um But, like, obviously the ghost face killer comes back to wreak havoc on the set of Stab 3. Because this is the one that mostly... Because <laughs> he's, like, killing the, like, cast, but in the mm. order that they die in, like, the original But there's movie. so many rewrites. Yes, which is, so many. Which I think is a big reference to Scream 2. Oh, my God. Where they had to keep changing it. Um, and I think with this one, uh, I kind of enjoyed the killer in this one. But he, because this is the first one where it was just a solo killer. Only one, so unless, so far, unless, unless the new one, yeah, has unless one the new killer. one fucks it all up. I, I, personally, I'm in the mindset where I want one where there's three killers. Oh, that'd be pretty. Because that's a twist. But like having it be one, yeah, that's changing. But you're going smaller, so yeah, like, let's go bigger. Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, let's go crazy. <laughs> but this is the one that had just one, like, yeah. ghost face, which. Felt weird because, like, how in the world did he get around, like, all of these killings with just one? Because normally when it was two, like, they kind of played off of one another and been like, mm-hmm. oh, no, this person was doing this thing. Or, like, they were, like, in different places at the same time. I guess with this one, he mainly only killed people when they were really by themselves. And I think the whole voice changer thing really played out in his favor. Where he'd be oh, on the phone yeah. with somebody and then they get killed. But he was, like, on the phone with them. Yeah. Or, like, his call logs were, like, different. So he did a good mm-hmm. job of changing the call logs. Um, but I would really enjoyed this one. And I think... Because Wes... Has Wes Craven been in all three of them? Or is he just in the last two? Because I know he's in this one as a studio tour guide or something. He was in the first one as the janitor wearing the yeah. Freddy sweater. I honestly don't know if he was in the second one. I know this one, because this one also has a bunch of different references to, like, different movies. Because mm-hmm. Jay and Silent Bob show up in it. Yeah, and point. then Wes Craven is in Jay and Silent Bob Go to Hollywood or whatever yeah. it's called. 
Uh, and so I enjoyed that. I enjoyed seeing some of the like different people in this, and it had Carrie Fisher yeah. in this movie, and I was like, "Dude, you were getting on my nerves so bad because you were like, it's a Carrie Fisher look like." I'm like, "Motherfucker, no!" <laughs> no, I knew it was Carrie Fisher. I just loved the fact that she was like, "Yeah, if she hadn't slept with that, slept with George Lucas, yeah. that bitch, I would have gotten the role of well." Cause I, I always did think it was a lookalike. So I was like, you're falling into the same trap I am. No, I knew it was Carrie Fisher. I just thought that was really funny that she was like making fun of herself. And like, she was also making fun of herself that she was like basically a slut on the star Wars movies a little bit. And apparently from news she was, but I don't, I honestly don't know, but uh, I love seeing her in it. I like that she made a little cameo in this movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of made my heart happy to see her again. True. I, I love her as Princess Leia in the old Star Wars movies, so I really enjoyed seeing her in this. Um, but again, going back onto like the killer, like because the, there was just one. And to be totally honest, for like most of the movie, like I remember who it was, but going back through it, I was like, I could see where this detective would have been the killer. Like, yeah, he's so creepy. He's so weird, dude. Ah, uh, and like him talking, he goes. I'll get she, into it later, but Sydney, this is like, a big asks, L on the fifth movie for me. Sydney asks what his favorite scary movie is, and he just goes, "My life." Yeah, I was like, God, he sucks. That's cringy as he hell. He sucks. And so, like, I was, I didn't like at the end of the movie where he was with them. Yeah, he ain't part of our squad. No, I didn't like Fuck that. I was glad he wasn't in the fourth one. I'm glad that he basically got kind of rode out of that one. Hey, I think he did, didn't he? Well, in the fifth movie, they say that who Cindy married and had kids with. I'm like, L, uh, Bozo alert. That's what I thought when I was watching. I was like, I didn't. I thought sense. it was a rando. And then I was watching the Dead Meat podcast. And, and they, they talked about it. it. I was like, so I didn't even catch that. It's okay to not tie into all the movies all the time. Yeah. It's okay to just let some things go into the past. And it was kind of funny because this one, uh, it has cotton in it. Yeah, this one, I bigger guess, role of, as yeah, in dead. Dead. He dies. He was the first killer or killing in this Sad. movie. And, so, and also the mom from Gossip Girl is his oh, girl. Oh, she is, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, I enjoyed what this movie did. I liked kind of how it tried playing off different things. But <sighs> this movie just fucking sucks, man. It's killer, dumb and fun. I, I enjoy it. But I'll tell you, it's the one out of all of them that I always want to skip whenever I'm yeah, marathoning the series. I don't blame you. And I like the killer's, like, motive, kind of. It just doesn't make that much sense to me that he was... Because he's basically the bastard child of yeah. Sidney Prescott's mom. Yeah, but there's too much retconning in it. Yeah, it just felt like they tried to trying... so many different... Because he was basically saying that he was the reason that Billy... Yeah, and... that to me is that I didn't like true. that. that that I'll retcon that in my head. I don't well, care. Well, I remember uh, in the fifth one, they referenced something about Billy being the, like... Cause of everything. The cause of everything. Yeah. And in my head, I'm thinking... No, Fuck it was, Roman. It was Roman. And I was like, God, I hate that it could... Like, that. that is technically canon yeah that roman it was the reason for everything i'm like no i don't like that because he is not that good of a killer to be totally honest i didn't think any of his kills were that well thought out i didn't think his plan was that amazing did he even really have a plan he like, just what did he, he want? just wanted to kill sydney he just wanted to make his movie or whatever he kept saying but like bro well, he kept saying he wanted to make a movie, but really, I think he just wanted to drag Sydney out to Hollywood so he could kill her, but then basically get away with it so then he could direct any movie that he wanted. 
Mm-hmm. It's what he wanted to do because I don't think he really wanted to direct the third stab movie. Got I can't it. remember. It, it was just I didn't care for this one as much, and I thought the story was kind of meh. And the fact that a lot of the legend or legacy characters weren't in the movie a whole lot. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I guess Dewey and Gale were, Dude but drop, bro. Dewdrop, His name's yeah. Dewdrop in this one. <laughs> by uh, what? By Joe Swanson from Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I will say this one's definitely. I think it's the worst one, and I wouldn't skip it because I enjoy some aspects of it. But yeah, I don't skip it. But it's the one where I'm like, like, let's say I was marathoning before the new movie, and, and I, I was, was pressed for time. Oh, this yes. is the one getting cut. Jump, yeah. And I like the fact that Dewey didn't die in this one. He yeah. got his good happy ending. We can say movie. that for all of them. <sighs> I liked Randy's cameo. Some of the kills I actually did like, but a lot of it was just Yeah, dumb. a lot of it was... Gail yeah. really didn't have a personality in this one. No. And what sucks is this is the one that kind of showed her reaching the end of her arc. Yeah. But it didn't really feel like... Like, to me, the second movie made more sense. Because mm-hmm. that really was... Because then the second movie, she was like, forget the interview... I just want to be with Dewey because he's all fucked up again. Yeah. So to me, this one was kind of like pointless. Yeah, it felt weird. And I don't know. I didn't really care for this one as much. And I liked where it... I liked seeing the happy ending that the people had, knowing that there was probably going to be another one and that their lives were going to just turn back upside down Mm. and it didn't matter. Um, And, I mean, this is like, what, four... It's supposed to be like six years after the... Killings in Westboro or something. Six years. Is it not? That one was 96, right? And this one's 2000. So that'd be like Well, four. I know, like, because the second one was 97, but it was said that it was two years after the first killing. So I didn't know if they were, like, conti- I don't remember how I don't know. You're better at keeping track of that than I am. <laughs> I don't know. Um, But I don't know. I, I'm just going to go ahead and move on to the fourth one because... I feel like I could talk about it a little bit more than that one. The most pointless one of the whole series. The four, the third one or the fourth, fourth one? Really? Yeah. Well, I do like it. I like the killers a lot more in this one. Me too. Well, one of them I like. The other one kind of is nothing. Is it Jill? <laughs> Dude, one of the best <laughs> twists of the whole series. Because you don't think the series has the really balls to be like, hey... This young kid that is Sydney's family is the killer. Yeah. yeah, to me that seemed like a little too far fetched. A little not bit. even far fetched, just too like out of the range of what they were willing to do, and they fucking did it. I was like, hell yeah! Because this one was like eleven years after that yeah. third one. Like it was a while, and it was a huge jump in time. And we're back in Woodsboro in this one, mm-hmm. and it's Sydney has come out with a book about her life. And yeah. Uh, she ends up back in Woodsboro where the killings start happening again and it's basically this one is a lot more I I would it's less meta but it's more of well, I'd I say it, it's, it's pretty meta because this is in the remake era yeah because this one is like it's basically remaking the first one but yeah. in a different kind of way and so it was because obviously she wanted to like the whole driving factor for like the ghost fake killer in this one is that she wanted to be Jill who is uh, played by Emma Roberts which is pretty fucking awesome I thought that was mm-hmm. cool uh, she wanted to be like the survivor yeah well it's interesting how similar to Mickey it kind of is yeah no it really I can see which that I like 
And like this one, it's not like they met on a blog or anything like that. It was two high school students, <laughs> like the first one. Hey, they, they could have met on a blog and be like, you go to my school. Yeah, you go to my school. Let's meet up. But it's, uh, I like the killers a little bit more and I like their motivation. And I felt like they were a crazier than like the last, especially. I don't even think they were crazy. I think they were just desensitized to reality. You know, I, I can agree with that. Like they just saw it as this, this is how I get happened. famous. Like yeah. I get famous off this. I don't care. Cause like Charlie was more or less doing it for the fact that he wanted to be the nerd Dude, who got the girl. He was a simp. Yes, he really was. Uh-huh. And Jill was looking at it as more of, she wanted to be famous because people get famous on the internet by doing the dumbest things. Yeah. So she was like, well, if this crazy thing happens to me, I'll be super famous and I'll get whatever I want. And, uh, I kind of enjoyed that aspect a little bit because I thought that was pretty funny. I like how it played off that. Um, <clears throat> And I enjoyed seeing, because again, in this one, Dewey and Gail again are, <laughs> they they go on their get together breakup facet that they seem to always, no, in this one, are they They're together? married. They're together. Yeah, because the third one, they get, yeah. he engages, or he, he engages her. He engages her. Uh, they get, <laughs> they do get married. I forgot yeah. about that, because uh, she this, doesn't really do news reports or anything anymore. And you can tell she's bored. Yeah, she kinda. wants to like find that excitement again. And Dewey is now the sheriff of yeah. Woodsboro, and he has his own depu- deputy, which is, was it Kirby? Kirby yeah. is the chicken high school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, the one that... Her deputy, or his deputy, is a great character in the next one. Yeah, in the in next one. In this one, she awesome. just does nothing. Judy. Yeah. Um, yeah, because she was just kind of annoying in this one <laughs> a little bit. But, you know, going back to the beginning of this one, where, like, it obviously starts out with the phone call and the whole slasher yeah. thing. It was but super Jesus meta. Could, dude, because I, I went to go watch this one in the theater, bro. And I was sitting there by, like, the second or third twist. And I was like, what is this happening? is really cool, but <laughs> is it ever going to end? Because, like, the first twist just kind of like, oh, yeah, it's definitely, like, these are always the same. The opener, they get a phone yeah. call from a, you know anonymous thing. They got a stalker. And then it's like, stab, six. And I was like, oh, okay. And then you get to the next one, and you're like, oh, okay, well, these people are just watching this movie. Like, this is actually, like, this is actually happening. And then it pops, stab, seven. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, just do something. And then the third one, it's actually, like, the full-on, like, actual stab. Yeah. Or ghost face killer. And <clears throat> I like the way that they kind of like went off and do did certain aspects of this movie, and I like what the fourth one did. I I like I said I do like the fourth one more than the second one, and I don't know the exact. I think I like it because I enjoy the killers a little bit more. It, it, and it's also because I think and it this was is a the time it's solved. This is the time of Saul. Yeah. That was and, one of the references in the... Yeah, because they even talk about torture porn and shit. Yeah. And the kills are so fucking graphic, dude. It's crazy. Oh, my God. They really it's are. So, but the reason why I said this is the most pointless one, and I do like it a lot, Yeah, is just nothing really happens in the overall scheme of the story. You know? Like, this, is, this to me is the check-in movie. Like, we're seeing... What the characters are doing at this point, because it's been ten years, and well, it'll be like another you, ten years before anything else happens. Well, like you to said, them. like they were trying to like reboot it, but as a sequel kind of thing. Yeah, so it was supposed like, to be its own trilogy, and that obviously. So like they didn't were gonna work. try to rewrite certain aspects of certain characters, and 
I remember the first time I watched this, I thought Gail Withers was actually like dead, like died in this one. I got so scared. The lead up to this movie, everybody was convinced one of the three survivors was either going to die or be one of the killers. Yes. And I kind of subscribed to being a killer. I was like, Dewey's got some evil in his eyes sometimes. <laughs> Just like you in the first one, you thought it. Dewey, yeah, just the dopey like. But no, that, nothing happened with any of them. That's no. why I said this is kind of like the checkup movie. It's not really needed, but I'm I'm glad it exists. It's there, and yeah. I like it more than the third one. And I kind of like it more than the second one. Again, I like the second one, and I like this one because the killer. It just feels closer to Sydney. Like it kind of yeah. hits a little bit harder for her to True. be like, "Oh my god, it's like my family," and like she's <laughs> which has already technically happened, but this one yes. it actually feels real. Yeah, no, and I agree with that. And I don't know. I really enjoyed. it. I liked what it did. I thought the killings were brutal, and I loved the killings in this one. Yeah, they were so good. It was so graphic and. <clears throat> And to be totally honest with you, it was kind of harder, even though I knew who the killers were, it was kind of harder to figure out who was the killers in this one. Like for Same. A minute, well, like I said, in the, the theater, minute, I was struggling to figure it out because I didn't think that they would go as far as to make Jill. Yeah. And then for the other killer, I was, I, well, yeah, well and you don't even minute, know that there would be another killer. You're like, yeah, the third one there wasn't. There was only one. So it's like, there could just be one person doing this again. And for a minute, like I remember the first time watching it, I was thinking that it was it was Charlie and his like friend. Yeah, I kind of thought that. And too. so I thought that was the killer, and I was like, no, why would they do that? And then he ended up dying, and I was like, oh, well, I guess he's not the killer. <laughs> and I was like, but then that doesn't make sense how Charlie would be the killer. But again, like it falls into that trope of like whoever's like the most no like knowledgeable about these mm. movies is probably gonna end up either being saved at the end or they're going to end up being the killer. And it seems to always fall down that trail, but I, I enjoyed this one. I liked what it did with the killers. And I liked the fact that Jill was her main motivation was just to be famous. And then she catches herself. Like she basically gets caught on herself. Yeah. Because she says that she wants to match wounds with Gail. Gail. And then Gail's like, how does she know? That I got stabbed in the shoulder. And then they both clock instantly because they're so yeah, used they, to it by that point. They're, they're like, like, oh, mother frick. Yeah. And so I love that. Like the whole hospital fight. Yeah. I love that too. It reminded me a lot of like Halloween too. In that yes. Aspect. Well, oh, dude. And the most badass line of like maybe any of the sequels, except I got one, two, the two most badass lines. In the Scream sequels, both take place in a hospital, ironically. Oh. And this one is 100% don't, the first rule remakes, don't fuck with the original. Yes. That is just so fucking yes. perfect for the movie. I love that. <clears throat> so you want to go into the into the fifth one now? It's up to you. I mean, we can. This one takes place 25 years after, like, the first set of killings. Yeah. And, because <clears throat> it's set in 2022 or whatever, and... This one, it, it's back in Woodsboro. Um, the except this time, it doesn't focus on Sydney Prescott. Mm -mm. It focuses on a new set of characters yeah. who are Tara Carpenter and Sam Carpenter. And oh, where does the Carpenter coming uh, from? I don't know. Well, he comes from her mom. Okay. Yes, <laughs> motherfucker. It, it's obviously referencing John Carpenter. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I like that they kind of switched who the main protagonist, because this is obviously, it's very much like an homage to Wes Craven, but they didn't want to soil, like, 
Sidney Prescott as like they wanted to do something different than what Wes Craven set up, but they also wanted to still honor the story that he has created like up to this or that he had helped to direct up to this point. Well, this is basically what Scream Four was supposed to be. That was supposed to set up a new group of characters. Like yeah, the, and, and, the, and then, <laughs> it didn't do too well. This one it God. actually set up like a yeah. good group of characters because you actually, I actually really enjoyed Sam and Tara. Like I liked their characters. I lot. didn't like Sam till the ending, but I was sold after that. I kind of liked her character just, and it feels weird. It felt really weird because obviously we find out like partway through the movie that Sam is actually Billy Loomis's daughter. Yeah. And it felt kind of weird and it honestly felt a little forced. Yeah. She was because I mean, I know for me, I'm sitting there trying to I was rattling my brain thinking, when did he have time Hmm. before dying that he hooked up with their mom to have Sam? Because, I mean, obviously Sam was, is, like, 24, 25 in this movie. Mm-hmm. So it, like, happened just before he died. Yeah. But when when did he have time in all these strings of murders? <sighs> did he have time to sleep with her, to have this kid? And, like, it didn't feel like Billy's character. Well, it'd be before be the murders, right? If she's 25, that's nine months of time. Yeah, I guess that's true. I just thought it was a little forced. But by the end, I was kind of so. Because she was it. born after Billy died. Yeah. And so I don't know. It just felt weird, and it. I liked it. Don't get me wrong, and it added a lot to her character. But it just felt odd because I was like, "Well, where does she? How? Where did <laughs> she come from? Where did she go? <laughs> where did she come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Because it was like, how did she turn up? Like, or when did Billy have time to do this? Is what I'm trying to figure out. It's like all I was trying to figure out. Was the like, times that Stu was doing the killings. <laughs> he just went over to. He was like, "Hey, house. bro, it's your turn. I got some business to take care of." I gotta, I gotta. Cindy ain't let me. You know, she ain't want to do anything. So. <laughs> that was true because she wasn't. So he's like, yeah. "I gotta get some action on this." I side. ain't saying it's right. I'm just saying that's probably <laughs> that's what happened. What he was doing. I guess that makes sense. And he seems like the kind of person that would probably do that. Yeah. Um. Or even he could have just dated the mom, got her pregnant, maybe didn't even know they broke up. Then he got with Sydney, you know. Yeah, because this one is is very much of a requel. Yeah, like, this one is definitely a requel. Like it was because it's the era the, now. Yeah, it's like Candyman <clears throat> and all that. But I think this one did a really Halloween. good job in honoring the first one, mm-hmm. and like not, I guess, forcing its hand. Like it didn't feel like it was trying to force all of this new stuff onto you, but it did it in such a way that it, like, it felt good. And I liked how, um, cause there was Vince in this movie and he was the nephew of Stu. Yeah. And so I kind of liked that. Like Stu had some kind of like lineage out there. Of course he's dead. Well, they didn't know he's going to be the killer in this one. I'm going to look back on this next week and smile fondly at me calling it. Uh, but I like the killers in this one. I thought they were very psychopathic and like, I didn't call it like this one. Actually, it kind of threw me off through the killers where I did not expect it. Same. Like I honestly didn't see, uh, and I don't want to say who the killers were in case somebody has. Yeah, this one's this pretty one. new. This one's new. This one came out last year, so I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to say who the killers were, but it definitely threw me off a little bit with this one. I did not expect those to be the killers. I honestly was thinking it was somebody else, 
And I was like, holy crap. I didn't know. I genuinely I honestly, didn't know. I honestly thought it was going to be a legacy character. Was going to be a one killer? Of the, yeah. Cause See, at this point, I'm saying Scream 4, it was a trilogy that had been gone for 10 years. Anything was possible. But this, this one, one, I'm saying for I was sure. gone I, for another 10 years. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, but at this point, I don't know. At this point, it just felt like too late for legacy character to be a yeah. killer. I will say I really did like um seeing what's his name back in as Billy Loomis like yeah, younger self. I liked yeah. seeing that. I thought that was pretty awesome. And again that is I guess a pretty big spoiler knowing that he is. So I guess Well, I, I think I've already indirectly referenced like Parts. one killer or not one killer, one person's death. Yeah, it's fine. I think because I mean it did come out last year, so most people have watched it at this point. But I just don't want to spoil the killer in case somebody yeah. listening hasn't. Um, but <clears throat> I really enjoyed this one, and again, I think this is probably my second favorite of the Scream movies. Yeah, I loved what it did, and it's one of those like the first one where I could go back and rewatch it over and over again and still enjoy what's happening. Funny that this is the one I ha- this is the only one of the series I haven't rewatched. Really, I haven't seen it since. It- Not for any well, I, this, I fucking love it. But when I watched I it today, it was like it. When I watched it today, it was the first time I had watched it since we went to see it in. Or since it came out on Paramount Plus, because that's how I watched it the first. I didn't go to see it theaters. Big bitch, and you're yeah, still no. not tonight. Nope. So cool. <laughs> um, but I mean, overall, I really enjoyed what this one did. I like that it reinvented the Scream franchise. And, but and it was so good at referencing like all the Itself, movies. Yeah. Like, re- I mean, kind of small, it, small stuff like not. I know the killer, it like because ref- it references like basically trashing itself in through mm-hmm. the stab movies. Cause like it talks about one of the movies just like being way too meta on itself. Yeah. And I like that. And then it talks about like another one, like just how dramatic the killer was about like wanting to kill, which would I think reference the third Mickey. one. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking the third one. Cause he was super dramatic for that one to be the killer, but I liked how it did that, but you can say what you wanted to say. I liked that. Not only Judy from screen four came back and they made her like, because in the fourth movie, she wasn't necessarily a bad character. She was just kind of there. She, yeah, she and was it just seemed there. like they were trying to force some cringe between her and Gail that I didn't buy. Yeah. But in this one, she was actually fucking awesome character. And they brought back Randy's sister, which was by far my biggest shock of the oh, movie. Oh, yes. I'm like, that you're bringing back crazy. this one-off. Yeah. Had one scene character. In the, what, the third movie? Yeah. That, to yeah. me, was like, what? I think she, like, I literally went, what the fuck? Show, like, yeah, the Brandy's tape. tape. Yeah. yeah. I literally was like, what the fuck when she showed up in the theater? <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to give your thoughts on what you hope to see, I guess, in the sixth in movie? In the sixth one? I just really want it to be good. I know I that's mean, pretty yeah. basic, but, like, so basically what I really wanted to do is be what Jason Takes Manhattan should have been. <laughs> like, take the same Actually formula. Take. I don't care what the... You don't have to change up the formula, but putting in this big city setting, I want them to make use of it. I want to see. I want to see Kirby some old school. I want to see some like old school uh, legacy. I kind of want to see somebody from like an old movie kind of come back. Yeah, like I'm, dude. I really think <laughs> Stu's gonna be one of the killers, bro. I, I think, really do. Even though we see him like he dies, I guess in the first one. Because yeah. he gets electrocuted or whatever. I'm but, not saying it will be smart or like good. I just really I think, think that would be super dope to see him in it. Because obviously, from like looking at the trailers, it's definitely somebody who 
has focused on these last five movies because we see like the scream or the ghost face suits at one point in the movie. And then like the ghost face itself, like the person who's chasing them, like his mask looks destroyed. Yeah. It looks, it looks like, like fa- an old. aged. And so which it's makes like, you think it's a tie to the past. Yeah. It also the fact that they keep hammering, hammering, which I've avoided most of the trailers and TV spots. Cause the less I see the better, but from the little bit I have seen, like keep fucking hammering home. This is a different kind of ghost face. Yeah. A different kind of, what the fuck does... What does yeah, that mean? He's like, got a gun at one point. Well, I, know I highly doubt he gets, he's going to tout a gun the whole fucking movie because the writers know better. Yeah. I know at one point he gets shot with a shotgun or something, but like avoids it. I can't remember exactly how the trailer... The I haven't flash? watched one in a minute. Yeah, I watched the first like teaser. Yeah. And I haven't watched really shit since then because I just I, don't want to know. Yeah, I do think it would be pretty awesome to see like an old like legacy villain, like somebody from the past kind of yeah. come back. I it think just sucks that most dope. of them aren't that interesting. Yeah. It has more than one of us. I really would love to see Stu, but... Yeah, he's the only one that would make sense. Because we don't really... He's, it's not 100% locked that he actually died we just kind of see him get electrocuted and we're just kind of well, left with that he was supposed to be one of the killers in the third one and they changed really? it yeah i didn't know that that's pretty dope so it's like a card that they've always wanted to play you so know? they could do it if they really yeah. wanted to i don't know i'm excited to see what this the sixth friend like this sixth installment of this movie like what it does mm-hmm. and i'm excited to see and like i said i do enjoy this franchise i think rewatching it I originally didn't like this franchise as much, but then rewatching it, I grew this like mm-hmm. old, like in uh-huh. my heart, I was like, Oh man, these movies are actually kind of enjoyable to watch besides the third one. I still think the third one's fun. It's just the most stupid. Yeah. It's not as entertaining. I don't think though. That's, that's my one fear for the sixth one is it'll be like three the or four third one. where it's like, we're just doing the same stuff again. I won't because the fifth one felt so fresh. Oh yes. After like two kind of decent but not great sequels. <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that. I, I think I think they'll do a good job. I don't know who's directing. It's the same people. It's the same I think it's person. the whole same team. Okay, well that gives me a little bit same, of confidence. Yeah, <clears throat> they've earned it. I, after Ready or Not and Screen Five. I don't know if have I seen Ready or Not. It's fucking good. If you I don't haven't. think I haven't, I don't think I've seen it yet. Hold on, let me look it up. But no, I am I am excited for it, and you'll have to let me know your thoughts after the movie's over. Uh, but <clears throat> sorry, I was trying to look this up. Uh, now I we can finally the, dive into the TV show. No, no, we're <laughs> we're ignoring that. I've only watched <laughs> like three, maybe four episodes of that. Yeah, I don't think I've seen Ready or Not. It's I'm really have to good. Watch this. What's it on? It's on Hulu. I have to watch it now. Well, I'll that just say. What I've been watching. Yes, watch it. I'll <laughs> just say for the show, first two seasons were pretty good, but it's not Scream. They just literally use the title like they do with Friday the 13th. And I think there was a Halloween special or something, but I think wherever it's on, they just include it as an episode. Yeah. That stuff's pretty good. The third season is more Scream. It's got Roger Jackson doing the voice, and it's got the ghost face mask, but it is fucking terrible. Oh. So to me, yeah. the show is so, like, Meh. cringe. Yeah. I get that. But, no, I, I didn't. <laughs> He's calling you. Tell him we're recording. Shut up. Should uh, I answer <clears throat> I mean, if you want to, and you put him, like, right next to the speaker. Andrew, you're on the podcast right now. Oh. <laughs> oh. We're about to finish up, though. Because you're a towel. <laughs> you're a towel. 
It's up to him. It's up to you guys. I can. I gotta take a friend over to his house near Walmart, so I You don't gotta do shit. I wasn't gonna head that way right away anyways. I'm probably gonna cut all of this. (laughs) No, leave it in. He said he's gonna cut this and I said to leave it in. I'll leave the part where he says he's a towel. Okay. Well, it's up to you guys. I don't care. I'll just come pick you up from Richard's. Wow, right. you just decide for Richard. That's, that's cool fine. That's fine. Yeah, all right. <laughs> don't be slow, bitch. We <laughs> can't be late like we are for everything. <laughs> it's Andrew. What do you expect? <laughs> we aren't playing Yu-Gi-Oh this time, so there's no... <laughs> yeah, there's no <laughs> all right, I'll see you. All right, but I think that's all we have for tonight yeah. on the Scream stuff franchise. I think I'm excited to see what the sixth one does. Um, and the seventh, apparently. Yeah. They've already greenlit Are it. they really? Oh, wow. I literally, I told Andrew, I was like, I'm excited for this one, but, but please take a while and make another one. I don't want this to be some Saul or Paranormal Activity where it's like one a year, and then the next yeah. day I slowly greenlit a new one. I'm like, fuck. So that's what it's going to be. Uh, but if you do have different differencing thoughts on the Scream franchise, you can email me at outloudawkwardpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow me on my social medias. Uh, I tend to update when I'm recording and <clears throat> when stuff's going to be posted on there, so make sure you check that out. Uh, it's outloudawkward. Out loud and that's an ampersand awkward <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter. I don't really post on the Twitter that often, mainly the Instagram. Uh, eventually, I plan on getting on to TikTok and doing stuff on that, but that's a whole lot of me recording my face, and I just don't want to do that right now. So, but if you did enjoy it, uh, please leave a five star review or whatever review of your choice. It can be a one star. Honestly, I'm fine with that. I love the one star. Um, of course you did. <laughs> I didn't. Know. Uh, But I hope you all did enjoy it. I will talk to you all in the next one. Peace out.